Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Leadership Lounge. We are powered by TDL and our aim is to add value to your leadership journey. And we're building a community of connected, like-minded people looking at future focus on their leadership. So um, if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe on the YouTube channel and make sure you follow us on your podcast provider. As ever, we always ask for your sort of takeaways from each and every episode. They're all different and I love listening and hearing them all um, as you send them in on the social media platforms so today we are speaking to james how are you sir yeah i'm good yourself yeah not too bad not too bad and do you know what let me just mention something here because i forgot to say this as um we were just having a quick intro to the podcast we met very recently at an event of a good friend of the podcast ross jones's event and you'd mentioned it gets you lots of brownie points this you've mentioned that you'd listen to the podcast or you'd recognize me from linkedin so that's hence why you get a quick intro to the podcast (laughs) yeah i I think it was a a a very bizarre moment where you're in a room and you're going i know that person I don't know whether I should be leaving this room or staying in it. I wasn't <laughs> quite sure how our relationship with them started. So, uh, Luckily, yeah, we, we had a good catch up. And, and again, yeah. I automatically knew that you'd have great value in your story um, to, to bring to the audience as well. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, so I'm going to hit the 20-minute timer. Um, okay. James, for the people who don't know who you are, what you do, can you give us a brief um, introduction to yourself? Yeah, super. Uh, so James Harrop, um, I am the founder of a estate planning business called Simpwill. Um, the business was started approximately two years ago. And I suppose that the, the backstory and why it was created is, is a really simple one. Um, doing some estate planning with my grandparents, give you a bit of context. Um, I am a financial advisor. I worked for Royal London for many years. I've been in the industry for about 10 years now, which makes me feel super old. Um, And I was doing the will writing with them for their specific needs. And I I genuinely didn't have a clue what I should be saying to support them. And I think that kind of gave me a little bit of motivation to look into it a little bit further and understand, is this just my grandparents' complexities that make this quite a challenging time? Um, Or is this something that would be received by multiple people in the same way? Having researched, finding out that the uptake on individuals within the UK and the fact that they don't have a will in place made me feel like there was a bit of a trend. So myself and uh, a gentleman who is a co-founder of the business, he's not with the business anymore, decided to see if we could simplify this process and, and, and we created simple which I describe as fast efficient affordable so it's an intuitive online based estate planner initially um, and the idea being is that a consumer can purchase a will protecting their family appointing guardians beneficiaries executors in as little as 15 minutes from the comfort of their own home um, they don't need to have anything prepared at all Um, And that for us was kind of a real big win because we were able to innovate what we thought was quite a stagnated industry. Um, Where we are as a business right now, as I said, that sadly that the fellow co-founder is no longer with the business, Um, but we are building now to become a more complex estate planner whilst using this intuitive technology that we've created um so there's plenty of good things on the horizon um but that, that's kind of it in a nutshell really 
Fantastic, fantastic. And as you were saying that, I, I knew there was a, a train I, I can pick out because obviously I know because we've had a chat, but about the tech thing. Yeah. And, and we said about obviously the theme of, of this podcast and your story specifically is almost that accidental leader. But mm-hmm. I also love, because I'm, I, I laughed when you said it initially when we met because I'm in that area now. We've now got a tech company yeah, I'm not the tech person. I don't have the tech capabilities, but but it's the right people in the right places. So tell us a little bit about your accidental leadership journey and, and why it's specifically your leadership journey rather than the business journey. Yeah, it's quite interesting, really, because um, I get this question all the time. First of all, I am the owner of a intuitive estate planning business. So what we mean by that is it's tech based. And obviously estate planning being things like wills, probate, power of attorney, so on and so forth. So if you look at my experience, I'm not an estate planner, okay? Um, I've never, I never have been an estate planner, nor have I ever been a technical director or involved in a tech startup or a tech business. So you, the way we call it an accidental leader is that I'm a leader of two aspects I don't have, I don't have any experience within. Um, how I got there, though, and to provide a bit of trust element to anyone who might want to do things, <laughs> uh, COVID, that's what got us there. So COVID being a, a, a massive drain and restriction on businesses, you have to start thinking about the dynamics of how you reach your customers, um, the customer centricity, so how the consumer is able to attain something that's so important if we're not able to be in front of them or, or meet in an office, for example. So the tech element came from that. Um, We had to adapt and reach consumers in a different way, which naturally during COVID, we had to go online. Um, The the estate planning element, the other co-founder who was involved, he was a will writer. Um, So one of us knew what we were talking about when when we started. And I suppose what we did is we just blended a vision we know what we want to get to and, and, and what we're trying to deliver. And then you have to go and research, right? So how are we going to be able to do that? So I think from a leadership point of view, where I am now, I know about estate planning now and I know about technology and I know how to blend the two together. But actually, I don't think I ever really thought I'm going to be a leader within the estate planning industry with a tech-based business. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Um just by adapting, overcoming, and, and reassessing where we were. And I suppose that's a journey that we're now on, which was never planned. Yeah, I know. And just thinking, we've had several people on the podcast saying about, the, and again, global organizations, global CEOs, founders of big companies saying that the most thing they talk about in their company is, I, I don't know the answer. And I'm not the person to speak to. They surround themselves with the the knowledge and and it, it reminded me of the that apple thing of why do you employ really good people to tell them what to do so yeah. suppose in in our experience in your experience it's always been i'm sure people that do have the knowledge find it more challenging to separate themselves from that role does that make sense yeah so we actually had another business um which i'm not involved in anymore and this was actually a mortgage tech business um and i won't go into too much detail on it because obviously i'm not involved anymore but essentially when we were pitching the idea of what we were creating um to people who were involved in the industry the common feedback that i got was we were probably the best people to try and create that because we come from a open-minded perspective in the sense that we don't understand what restrictions are until we meet them um 
we're quite happy to challenge the capabilities of something because we don't understand um, what the cap capable boundaries are. So what I mean by that is if you're a mortgage broker, um, you know how things should be done. So I think you've probably dialed yourself into process efficiency, which to then innovate that process, I bet it's quite difficult to see beyond other than just knowing what the pros and cons of your existing journey are. Yeah. Whereas if you come at it from a completely different angle of, I just want to make sure that when the customer enters here and they exit here, that they've had the best possible outcome. You've got so many different ideas. And that's kind of what happened with Simpwill. We weren't an estate planner, so we didn't focus on the law perspective. What we did is we focused on how quickly can a consumer attain this in the most simplified, jargon-free way. And because we're making that process so efficient and it's now being automated rather than manually done, we can actually make it more affordable. So uh, I think that sometimes if you, you step back and you aren't the person who has all the answers, it does allow you to flourish that little bit more, but naturally you then need, as you mentioned, those experienced team members to come in, especially from a visionary. So that I would say that you and your business be a visionary in terms of the leader, you have the, the overarching view. Sometimes you need those individuals to come in and say, slow down, you can't <laughs> do that. That's, that, that's against regulations or this doesn't add any benefit. So um, you create a circular economy to reach that end goal, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But I think it's really, really good to not be an expert sometimes. Yeah, I love that. And, and do you know what? I'm, I'm laughing because we're, we're quite early stage growth in our business. We're 19, as I'm recording this, 19 weeks in. And, and I, it's really opened my eyes and I can really resonate with your um, experience through understanding the power of tech. Because yeah. everything that I'm seeing as a non-expert visionary I like that because yeah you see things and see opportunities um the, all the answers have been yes so far which yeah, yeah. is about a great position to be in yeah <laughs> so no, i i agree i, I want to ask you about your people skills mm -hmm. and i want to do the the past and the present yeah. so obviously knowing you for a short period of time we had a great catch up five minutes before we jumped on this um we know people skills are so important and they get you lots of benefits in the business world into like understanding customer understanding stakeholders that relationship build etc for you starting in the past like where does that come from where does your skill set of you being a, a people person a good communicator where does that come from uh, it's really interesting right because um basically in december there were some changes in the, the leadership structure of simple um, and, and two individuals that were involved have, have now left okay uh, not for any negative reasons just different journeys different paths um and i think that what what that made me do is evaluate really well what happens now now that you're on your own you don't have someone to support you and what are you prepared to do beyond this point and I think that that has put me in a, a very um, reflective mindset. So to think about what are my pros, cons, what am I good at, uh, what can I be better at, how do I actually feel about things, do I want to do something? And I think from a past perspective, really, really unusually for anyone who knows me, I actually felt, um, not a recluse, but I actually felt quite on my own. 
And I think I was very close-minded. Um, I would always seem like I was the most motivated and I, I was the most passionate and, and, and aggressive in most circumstances towards achieving things. Um, and I think maybe in the past, what got me into a lot of positions is a false mindset. And what I mean by that is I was pretending that I was confident. I was pretending that I was a really good people person. And I think that got me into a lot of situations to the point where you, can, you can't pretend all the way through. You have to actually start to have sub substance to, to what it is that you're doing. Um, I've always been in people-based roles. So when you're advising with people, so the communication element has always been there. Um, but I actually think the version of myself right now is probably the best version of myself. I think if you'd have actually caught up with me pre-December, um, probably was more guarded. I did see everyone as a competitor. I actually probably thought I was a lot better than what I am. Um, some very negative elements of my mindset um, didn't restrict me in any way, but things that I didn't particularly like. Whereas now it's just fresh face. It's all about continuous improvement. It's always about challenging my capabilities and seeing every individual in front of me, not as a competitor if they're in the same industry, but as somebody who can actually inspire me to be a better person or a better leader. Um, and also knowing that I can nurture them with something that they may not know. So past, probably not the best version of me, present, I think I'm just on a learning process and I'm really embracing it at the moment from a communication yeah. element anyway. I like that. I think I think my next question is going to cover another thing. Let's go straight forward to that then. So, like, what are you doing now? And I know you've got some. You've got a big fight coming up in July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I know that obviously you're following you on your social media. Fitness is a big part of your life. As a leader, how how does that show up? Because I said in my journey that it's it's sort of fallen off the the wayside a little bit, yeah. and I know the effect it has on you talked about mindset what what yeah. does that what's that element of your life helping you with business and leadership right now I, I, I think again just referring to the december thing right there was two people involved in the business one of them not in a negative way and i, I genuinely don't want to be that type of person anymore I, I, i'm not really concerned about the fact that we, we parted ways okay i wish them all the best but we weren't meant to be there's one of them who was like my brother that genuinely um I thought we would be, you know, best friends for a very, very long time, as well as professionals, um, just based on the things that we challenged ourselves to go through and not backs from VCs, but getting back up and going again. And um, I actually think it really, really affected me more than I thought it would um, in December. Um, and I think that I've always used fitness as a catalyst to make me feel strong. And I think if I feel strong, then I feel powerful. If I feel powerful, I feel motivated not to be aggressive towards anyone or do anyone any harm or anything like that. Just, just to feel like if I can go in the gym and hit that PB or I can get up in the morning at five o'clock and be done before everyone else is out of bed, then I'm already in a winning mentality. So using that mind to muscle connection, muscle to mind connection. Right. Yeah. But the boxing has been a crazy thing for me because as I said, in December, I think I was in quite a dark place without really knowing I was. And they call it the loneliest sport in the world. So you are in your mind and your moment on your own 
but I've got a great coach. Um, I'm going to shout him out, Kingmaker Boxing on the world, if anybody, <laughs> if anyone's interested. Um, but he's um, he's an incredible individual. He does a lot for the community. He helps so many younger individuals. And what he's taught me to do is essentially know that in that moment, boxing isn't about being aggressive. It's about being humble. There's a skill set. There's a discipline. And I think that when I go in and I do 10 rounds on the bag as if I'm, you know, fighting in an actual fight, like you watch on television in the morning before anybody's out of bed and I'm hurting and I'm aching and I'm sweating, it allows me to then go, I've already done one, one challenge of the day as if I've done 10 rounds with a person. So it doesn't matter now if I've got 20, 50, however many emails to go at or 100 tasks or this person to do it's minor it means mm. nothing and i think that once you have a discipline which is me is fitness that that coaches your mindset anything's possible um so fitness is a huge motivator for me i don't do it because i want to look sexy <laughs> I, I, I do it because i want to feel like i'm capable yeah. And, and I train twice a day now, right? And, and some say I'm taking it a little bit too far, but I'm probably the most motivated I've ever been. Mm. So why not? It's so, so, so important for me. You, you've picked up on a couple of things there. And obviously you've said about the here and now and what happened last year and on reflection. I'm thinking, well, you might in six months' time on reflection see that you're pushing a bit too far. But that leads me to say, like, how do you for the listeners out there that are wanting to actually, maybe I need to stop and reflect. Maybe I need to be more self-aware. Mm -hmm. What sort of things do you do to make yourself stop and evaluate and put the big picture on and going, right, what's the business look like? What do I look like? What do my relationships look like? What's my network look like? What sort of things do you do that other people can go, oh, that might be quite interesting. Yeah. I, I, I think to be honest with you, I, I am, I am very, um, structured to a, a routine that allows me to constantly observe where I am. Um, go back a few years, I was in a different relationship, I was engaged and, and that didn't work out. And, and, and I know from speaking to my mom, who's great at knowing the ins and outs of me. That, great leaders, great leaders, uh, moms. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, my mum genuinely see everything that was going wrong before I could predicted everything and basically what that was is that I just tunnel visioned on the success of the business mm -hmm. um now where I am is the, the the thing that I I think is super important is you need to have a balance it's great to have a successful business it's great to have a business that isn't successful yet but you have a vision that you believe in and you know you can take it to a certain point but just think about all the other factors around you. So there, there's people that have always been part of your life that are super important to your mood, your mindset, you know, the, the, the delivery of what you're capable of. Um, and I think it's just having balance, in my opinion, because I have been the one that's pigeonholed myself into something so specific and I've lost relationships. Um, I, I've uh, ruined hobbies and, and I've had to restart or I've become so engrossed by the, this business and this growth that actually I haven't even thought about other aspects that help that business grow. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a motivator in that way. All I would say for me is just make sure you've got balance. Just make sure you've nurtured every aspect of your life. So if, if these people are important to you, touch base with them, see how they are. 
if the business is your end goal and you're you're really motivated, encourage those people to give an opinion, be involved in that process. If you're feeling a little bit crappy and you want to get you know fit and healthy, just make sure you're doing it for your right right reasons, really, not because somebody else thinks that you should do. Just just do it to empower yourself. Um, I'm probably the worst person to ask that question because I just <laughs> <can't forget> <laughs> there's so many transferable links to how we perform and operate as leaders of businesses to um we mentioned then parents how how influential they can be mm-hmm. um to, to fitness sport we've had loads we've actually had rick moylan on the podcast and yeah, his yeah. book is the lonely walk yeah, so yeah. as we've chatted about the it's such an empowerful sport of and there are so many transferable um analogies and stories that we can all start picking up things to ourselves and um, yeah. listen we, we've got one minute left um, okay. i'm going to ask you about tech so how okay. important do you think tech is moving forwards and and how much is that much uh, of a light bulb and how much are you affecting people right now with the effective use of technology yeah i think it's super important i think that from a, a customer journey perspective you can innovate almost anything you can make something that consumers put off because they think it's tedious or it's going to be really difficult to understand you can simplify something so easily um i think that it should be used and it should be embraced um but i also think there's a really important element of human touch point that's actually started to creep back in post covid um we've recently launched um, uh, consultations again with advisors because consumers are asking that as much as it's great to complete something online, um, they also want that human touch point. So I think for any business, all I would do is look at what you currently do and understand if there's an element of your existing business that can be automated. And that doesn't have to be consumer facing. It could be something that you do internally as a process that gives a better outcome for the consumer, even though they never interact with that tech element. Um, Look, we've got so many great bits of technology out there. There's, for our industry, tech for good, things that are improving the environment, uh, the mental health of individuals, both consumers and those that work in the businesses. So it's super, super important. I think that there's a lot of it of finding the right balance. Not all businesses should go digital. Uh, some should have aspects of it. Uh, but yeah, definitely embrace it um, and, and make sure you're aware of what you can do internally to add those capabilities within your business to, to set yourself apart, really, and do the best yeah. by your consumers. Fantastic. That, what a great way of finishing the podcast. Thank you so much. No so, at least, Jess, if you enjoyed that, make sure you let us know. Um, all James's links to the, the business and personal stuff will be in the show notes below. Make sure you go and check out TDL and let us t- know which elements of this episode you really enjoyed and which ones that you can resonate with or some things you might be changing um, by hearing James's story. So, James, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, make sure you hit subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us across the podcast provider network, and we will see you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye.